You are listening to the Berman Method podcast featuring Dr. Jake Berman and Jenny Berman, physician assistant, where we treat problems, not symptoms. And we're back. Dr. Jake Berman here for episode three of the Berman Method. I am running solo today because I am talking all about the first chapter of my book, Treating Problems, Not Symptoms. This chapter is all about Jenny, and I did not want her to be here. I wanted to talk behind her back because I'm sure she'll never hear what I'm going to say on this podcast. Anyways, I wanted to thank everybody again for bearing with us. I know that the first couple of episodes have not sounded the greatest. We are working with the audio to try to make this better and better every time we do this. So please stand by and bear with us. We will figure this thing out and get it going the right direction. What we've talked about in the first few episodes is the Berman Method and how we've come up with the Berman Method and what exactly the Berman Method means as far as treating problems and not symptoms because Western medicine, corporate medicine is all about treating symptoms. You come in for high blood pressure, okay, let me give you a prescription medication to treat your high blood pressure instead of saying, okay, What's causing the high blood pressure in the first place? Same thing can be said for physical ailments. Knees, for example. If your knee hurts, you go to the orthopedic surgeon, pokes around and says, well, looks like you got some arthritis in there after taking an x-ray of it. Why don't we go ahead and give you a cortisone injection? Yeah, that'll fix the problem. We'll shoot that cortisone injection right into the knee, right where it hurts. And then a day later, the patient is like, wow, my knee feels great. That fixed the problem, right? Wrong. So I wanted to get into some more detail on exactly how we came into this. And like I was saying earlier, this is the first chapter of my book, Treating Problems, Not Symptoms. You can find it on Amazon. Go on to Amazon and search Dr. Jake Berman, Treating Problems, Not Symptoms. And this is what changed everything for me. We were dating, Jenny and I were dating, and Jenny had just started her first semester of PA school, physician assistant school. We were living in Jacksonville at the time, and she was going to Nova for her master's degree in physician assistant. And that first semester, she started to get sick. I mean, we had been dating for a few years at this time and never really had any health issues her whole life. And still is. She's been in very good shape. If you follow her on Instagram or Facebook or anything else, you know this to be true. Her whole entire life, she's been in shape. She was a level nine gymnast and always doing everything great. Never had any major health issues. Then that first semester of PA school, she started getting violently sick where whenever we would eat a meal, within minutes, she would have to run to the nearest restroom because she just could not keep anything in. And this went on for a few months. And over the next few months, I guess it was probably around six months later, she was down from a healthy 130 pounds to 100 pounds. And that's like, what in the heck is going on here? How did this happen so fast? So she admitted herself into the hospital one weekend because she was just so sick. 100 pounds, couldn't keep anything in. And the whole entire weekend, she's going through countless tests and blood workups, this and that. And every single time the doctor or the attending would come in and say, negative, this is negative, that's negative, everything is negative. So at the end of a long weekend in the hospital, 
You'll never guess what we left with. The diagnosis that we left with was dehydration. And it's like, what? Are you freaking kidding me? At the time, I would think she was 22 years old in amazing shape prior to these past few months. And she can't keep anything down. She's so sick, she's got to go to the hospital, run every test imaginable, and we leave with a diagnosis of dehydration? You got to be freaking kidding me. Simultaneously, I was treating a GI doctor at the physical therapy clinic I was at the time. We're going to call him Dr. Henry for the purpose of this. It's obviously not his name. However, I was treating him and I said, man, Dr. Henry, you've got to help me out. We got nothing. We have no answers on why she's lost all this weight over the past few months. We've been in the hospital all weekend and nothing. We've got nothing. We, we've, we're going nowhere. So he agreed to see her, luckily, thankfully, and done, did some more of his own tests that all came up negative too, and ended up prescribing her the magic pill. Oh man, this was amazing. All she had to do was take this pill between five and 10 minutes before every meal that she ate, and she could actually keep food down. This was the greatest thing ever. I mean, I'm telling you, we're six months into this thing and she can't eat anything. She's lost 30 pounds. And then all of a sudden, taking this magic pill five to 10 minutes before she ate, she could actually keep food down. So we're on top of the world. Things are just completely turned around for us. This is great. So after a couple of weeks, I think it was, I remember asking Dr. Henry, I was like, okay, so things seem to be going in the right direction. What happens next? How long is she going to have to be on this medication? It was a prescription medication, obviously. And these words that he said next is what changed my life, changed my career, changed Jenny's life, changed everything. He said, she might have to be on it forever. And I didn't realize it fully the moment that he said those words, but I'm going into my, I'm in my own head right now. I'm going, what the heck did you just say? Be on a medication forever? This 22 year old lady who's been in amazing shape her whole entire life, no medical issues at all. Now all of a sudden she has to be on a prescribed medication for the rest of her life, potentially. And it just it just blew my mind that those words came out of his mouth. And the, a couple of minutes later, after digesting what he said, that's when I said, okay, Western medicine is not working. This is not going to be the rest of her life. There's no way. We are not even close to finding the problem. Nobody's giving us a problem. Everybody's just saying, try this, try that. So there's got to be an answer. Where am I going to look? I'm going Eastern. Let's do some research with Eastern medication, Eastern medicine, Eastern thought process. And you have to remember that I was raised in Western medication, my whole or Western medicine thought process. My whole schooling was Western medicine. Jenny's schooling is all Western medicine. So this was a very challenging thing for me to decide to do. However, I knew that something had to change. We cannot keep doing the definition of insanity, which is, I hope everybody knows, doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results. So that's when I said, okay, let's give Western medicine a chance. 
at the time in the clinic that I was working in, we had an acupuncturist that worked there. So obviously I updated them, gave them the full story on what's been going on with Jenny. And he goes, all right, let's give it a try. Then I had to convince Jenny to give it a try because again, she is Western medicine. Acupuncture is so far Eastern and it doesn't jive at all with Western medicine. It's not even funny. So it took me a lot of convincing and pleading for her to finally agree. And she did reluctantly. And I was like, hey, listen, babe, I don't believe it either, but we've got to do something different. Let's just try it. So we got a few sessions into acupuncture and nothing changed. So I just kept going. I kept researching. Okay, what can I do? What articles can I read? What, Where can I search on the internet? What books can I read? What else can I do to figure this thing out? Searching on YouTube, searching everywhere for anything I can find. And then the answer was sitting on my bookshelf, collecting dust, staring at me the entire time. I happened to look up on my bookshelf and it is Dr. Perlmutter's book, The Grain Brain. If you don't know about this book, I highly recommend you read it because it is one, it's the thing that changed our lives. It really is. It completely exposes what's going on with Western diets and how the pharmaceutical companies are keeping control of things and blah, 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 blah. We won't get too much into that. Just know that I'm halfway through this book and I'm, I'm just reading symptom after symptom, case study after case study, and I'm just going, this is Jenny to a T. It's freaking gluten. Gluten is what is making her sick. Now, backstory, we did try to go gluten-free because her sister was gluten-free. Her sister has a gluten sensitivity also, and we had known this prior to this, so we did try to go gluten-free, but it was only for two weeks, and nothing changed. So we said, that's definitely not the problem. Let's go back and try Western stuff all over again. So after reading halfway through this book, I said, all right, that's it, Jenny. We are committing to it this time. We're going all in, 100% gluten-free for a minimum of 30 days, non-negotiable. She agreed reluctantly again, and three weeks into it, she started feeling better. Four weeks into it, she started gaining weight again. It was absolutely amazing. She was feeling better. She was gaining weight again. She didn't have to worry about where the nearest restroom was when she was eating anything at all. She stopped taking that magic pill. I'll never forget it. Week four, it's like, okay, let's see what happens. Let's stop taking the magic pill. And it was great. Nothing happened. If she was 100% gluten-free, meaning no gluten was in there at all, there was no cross-contamination either, she didn't have a single issue without the magic pill. It was mind-blowing. Now, granted, if something was cross-contaminated, for example, if you cooked something with gluten on it on the grill and then you try to cook her chicken breasts on the same grill, that would cross-contaminate it and she would run to the bathroom again. However, if she was 100% gluten-free without any cross-contamination, she had no issues at all. And it's like, what in the heck is going on here? How is this possible? We just fixed you 
without any medication. The only thing we did was fix the reason why the gut was not happy in the first place. Now, you may be asking, when she was admitted in the hospital, didn't they run any gluten tests? And they absolutely did. And here's the most aggravating thing ever of that whole entire weekend in hindsight, looking back at it, is they ran the gluten sensitivity or the gluten allergy test. There's, There's a couple of ways to look at the gluten allergy test. The one way that we were looking at it at the time in the hospital was, don't hold me to this. I'm going to try to make it as simple as possible. They rate it from zero to 10. So they do the test and depending on what the marker is, you're going to be graded somewhere between zero and 10 as far as having a gluten allergy. And again, don't hold me to this. These numbers are not exact. Let's just say that she scored a level five on zero to 10 on the gluten allergy, but it requires a seven or higher for it to be considered positive. Again, don't hold me to those numbers. I'm just trying to make it as simple as possible. And I don't even remember what the exact thing was or the exact number scale was, but I promise you that that is what it was. You had to score over a certain number for them to consider it a gluten allergy. Now, here's the crazy thing. It doesn't have to be an allergy to ruin your life. A sensitivity can ruin your life. So remember, allergy is serious. Allergy is I eat this and I go into anaphylaxis and I need my EpiPen or my airway is going to choke off and I'm going to die. Sensitivity, on the other hand, is not near as intense. It's way on a lower level as far as intensity goes, but it just builds and it builds and it builds and it builds over time. And that's what ends up killing people. It's not the allergies. It's the sensitivities where these little things are building over time until something finally breaks. So getting back to how this changed our lives is when I realized that we just cured my girlfriend at the time, we cured her by just changing her diet and treating the problem, not the symptom of having to run to the bathroom, but the problem that was causing that symptom. That's when it's like, okay, I'm doing things wrong too, because prior to this, I admit I was Western. You came in with knee pain, I'd poke around on that knee until I found a sore spot and I'd do a lot of soft tissue massage there and then I'd do some strengthening things for the knee. So strengthen the quads and the hamstrings and the calves and get everything strong around it. And I'd say, okay, we're going in the right direction. I never even thought to think, what? why is the knee hurting in the first place? Because the knee is a simple hinge joint. The knee is no different from the hinges on your door. You know, obviously there's some slight rotation in the knee, but it's minimal. The vast majority of motion of the knee joint is a hinge joint. So it opens and it closes. That's what a door does. Your knee straightens and it bends. That's what the knee does. Now, take a hundred year old house, for example. You go into that house, you open a door, 
it might make some noise. It might squeak or creak or whatever. It might make some noise. So your first thought process is, well, let's exchange the hinges on the door because the hinges are 100 years old too. It's got to be the hinges, right? That's what's making the noise. You go ahead and you replace the hinges and the noise goes away. But a year or two later, the hinges fall off of the door frame. So the hinges actually pull out of the door frame. The screws pull right out of the door frame and the door falls on the ground with the brand new hinges still attached to the door. Again, this is just an example, but this is the same thing that is happening with your knee joint. The hinges were never the problem. The hinges are metal, they're strong. You know, the hinges were never the problem. It was what was attaching the hinges to the door frame. The door frame is what's weak. The wood is weak. Those metal screws going into that hundred year old wood, that's what's weak. Yet we thought that the hinges were the problem because that's where the noise was coming from. Noise is synonymous with pain. Our knee hurts, so we think the knee is the problem. But we never think about the, the hip. The hip, the glutes up in the hip, that's what gives us stability to the knee. So anyways, we'll go into more detail on specific body parts and specific systemic things with Jenny's part and give you really clear details on how we are going to just address the problems causing the pain or the dysfunction, not the symptoms. And that's how we're getting people better. That's the exciting thing of what we're doing here. So again, that's all I have for you today. It's just a quick summary on how we got into this thought process change. I wanted to tell you the story about Jenny because it's what changed our lives. Those six months of her being sick and losing 30 pounds and being admitted to the hospital was one of the best things that ever happened to us. Now we look at things completely differently. We're going to go into much more detail as we move forward. Again, thank you for bearing with us as far as the audio control goes here. We're trying to figure this thing out. Hopefully today sounds a little bit better than the past couple of days. Next week, you will have Jenny by herself. So we're just trying to change up how we present this thing where we're doing it together or she interviews me, I interview her, or we're doing it solo, just keeping things changing up a little bit. So until now, I want you guys to think about that. What is going on in your life right now that is a symptom of a bigger problem? Where do you have a squeaky door jam right now where you're thinking it's the hinges that need to be replaced but it's actually the entire door frame. Replace the door frame and the hinges are perfectly fine. All right, until next time, check us out on BermanPT.com. You can go to BermanPT.com forward slash wellness for Jenny, BermanPT.com forward slash golf for golf stuff that we have. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, we're everywhere. All right, have a great day, guys. Yes! For more information, View the show notes where you can email us, visit our website, or join us on social media.